Hi, Y Weddings family. On today's episode, we are talking tips to get amazing skin and how to look glowing on your wedding day. My guest is a licensed master esthetician and hair and makeup artist. And whether she's working with brands like Netflix, the Sundance Film Festival, or Franklin Covey, or working with her average everyday bride on their wedding day, she believes in listening to her clients in order to determine their vision, needs, and be able to deliver the highest level of satisfaction. I hope you guys enjoy today's conversation with Sarah Hicken. Welcome to the Why Weddings Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Powell. I am so excited to share insights from leading wedding professionals with you. Tune in each week as we discuss traditions, trends, and tips for the modern couple. Let's plan a wedding. Sarah, welcome to the podcast. I am so excited to talk with you today. I am so excited. Thanks for having me. So for those of you guys who don't know, Sarah and I met each other, gosh, how long ago now? Is Probably two and a half About years? two and a half years. And we um, immediately hit it off. Sarah's an amazing, amazing f- makeup artist and hairstylist. She always makes my brides look so gorgeous. I'm really sad that she's not going to be in Utah anymore. But <laughs> you brides out in Kentucky and, and Tennessee, you guys are getting a really amazing makeup artist over there. So I am so excited to have you on today. Thank you. I'm excited to share some uh, thoughts today. (laughs) When I was reaching out to Sarah and we were having this conversation, one of my biggest things is I want really good skin. And she and I have talked before about skincare and she has helped me with my skincare routine. She has been just amazing. And so I thought it would be really great to give all of you couples, specifically brides, just that really beautiful dewy skin so that you don't feel like you have to have a pound of makeup on your face on your wedding day. Starting with a good skincare routine is going to help your makeup artist or when you apply your own makeup to you don't have to layer as much makeup on. Due to the fact that you're already taking care of your skin, there's a less chance of breakouts, but we're going to talk about a few things just in case you do have those stress breakouts or the mask knee that everyone's kind of dealing with right now. Right. That is... Like I have very dry skin and so I never, and I know there are going to be listeners that are going to just hate me for this, but I never really dealt with breakouts or acne or anything like that because my skin was really dry and I'd get the occasional like period zit, but these masks are just, they've wreaked havoc on my, (laughs) on my skin. It is something that, um, skin in general is just such a mystery of, oh, is this a breakout from our periods or from hormones or nerves or our masks and so it's a battle to figure that out it sure is so maybe we start with some of the some tips for our mask wearing listeners since that tends to be kind of just part of our life these days as we're wearing masks everywhere and so what are some things that we can do to help kind of keep that to a minimum so the number one tip is to wear a clean mask Whether it's a reusable one or a disposable one, making sure that you are cleansing the mask. Like if it is reusable, throwing it in the washer every single day and not reusing that. Another big tip, which might be surprising to some, is just don't wear foundation under your mask. Still wearing that full face of makeup is just going to clog up the pores even more than we don't want. Perfect. I, I think that sounds great, especially in the summertime too. I tend to be foundationless. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, let my skin breathe in the summer in particular. In the winter, it tends to get a little bit more like, oh, I need some color or people won't see me. But in the summertime, you're out in the sun responsibly. but <laughs> and, and it just seems to be a little bit easier that way. So Especially in the winter, it's more holidays, more family events that you're going to want to wear that full face of makeup. Mm-hmm. So Everybody's getting engaged at different times. I guess, let me start by asking you, what are you seeing specifically with COVID in terms of when people are booking their makeup artist and what are your recommendations for how far in advance 
people should be looking at hiring a makeup and hair artist? So it's a, so important, especially right now with COVID, is people are postponing their weddings until 2021. I've had couples for 2022. We just don't know when things will be so-called back to normal. So I recommend, honestly, if you have a date in mind, book your hair and makeup artist right now. Book all of your vendors right now while you can, while they're still available. Yeah, definitely. I Amen to that. <laughs> amen to that. Um, under normal circumstances, though, what are some things, well, back up. What are some things that people should be looking for with their hair and makeup artist, especially during COVID, if they are getting married during this period where, you know, social distancing and cleanliness is a really big deal for, for people? This is such an amazing question, and I'm very passionate about this. So in Utah and most other states, you don't have to be licensed to be a makeup artist. However, I am a licensed master esthetician, and what comes with that is hours and hours of sanitation, like sanitation classes, and the state board has specific rules and regulations that I have to follow. So with COVID, my sanitation, besides wearing a mask while doing makeup, has not changed at all because I still have been very strict on never double dipping brushes or using brushes on to people without cleansing them in between. So I'd say looking for someone who has the same standards that are required by this state and follows this. That is great. I, I think it's interesting because I find, I have found in my years in the wedding industry, there are a lot of people who, there is no bar for entry. There's no test that you have to take. There's no associations or anything like that that are required in order to do your job, be it a photographer, DJ, caterers do have food handling stuff. But I mean, you can be a caterer. You don't have to go to culinary school to do it if you're a really good cook. Um, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. And so it's a really low bar of entry and people go, oh, well, I've done hair and makeup for all of my friends for dances. And I really enjoy it and I like it. So I'm going to just do that for all of my friends who are getting married. And then I'm going to, and it kind of snowballs. And so I think that's a really good thing to remember of cleanliness standards. And I would say to anybody who's talking to people, talking to makeup artists or any vendors, um, if you don't feel comfortable with them being close and in your personal space, don't hire them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I mean, I think that goes, we talk so much, it, it seems to kind of have been a common theme on this throughout all of these episodes, is if you're not comfortable with your vendor, don't hire the vendor. Period. Absolutely. It's, you, know, you have to ask your vendor questions to make sure that you relate. More than just being like, oh, well, my mom really wants Pam down the street to do this. No, like, is this vendor able to create your vision? Are they able to work within your budget? Ask them questions about if they are like a hair and makeup artist, what they do for sanitation and cleanliness and what are their rules with that? It's so important just to like talk with your vendor and become friends with them. I love that. And what are some other questions that they should be mindful of, especially when talking to a hair and makeup artist? I know that oftentimes I get couples who they get tripped up because they're hiring a makeup artist, but then they don't do hair um, and some of those kinds of things. But aside from the, you know, lists of 30 questions that some of the different um, websites put out, from a practical standpoint, like what kinds of things do you wish that clients would ask you? I, ooh, okay. One question that I wish people would ask is, is this vision achievable? Because a lot of times I have brides bring this Pinterest perfect hairstyle that I can't do with five strands of hair. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but that will normally, those Pinterest like dream perfect will take two sets of extensions. So of course I will do my absolute best. And so that is why for a lot of my brides I recommend a trial run. So that way we can make sure that their vision 
we can actually create that with their hair and makeup and make sure that it is actually what they wanted for their special day. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I remember when I got married, I took pictures into my hairdresser and I said, this is what I want to do. And she goes, oh my gosh, thank you so much for choosing hair that looked like yours. Absolutely. That's <laughs> so, it's so surprisingly uncommon. Well, and she said, she mentioned that she would do a lot of like hair for Indian weddings, which traditionally their hair is very one color, one dimensional, dark. Um, and she goes, and they'd bring these pictures in of blonde hair or highlights and all kinds of, and she's like, you're not going to have that dimension in your look because that's not what your hair looks like. It's true. That's why on Pinterest, it's so important to search for wedding hair for brunettes or blondes and then kind of find an inspiration picture from there. Oh, that's a great idea. That is a fabulous idea. The other thing I do love, hate about Pinterest is there are no price tags on those inspiration kind of things. I mean, I know that there are some pins that do have price tags, but for the most part, you don't know how much those flowers cost or the hair cost or makeup services or, you know, whatever it is, you have no clue. And so when you bring that in and then you say, oh, I've got a hundred dollar budget, you're looking at that going, yeah, I can't do that for a hundred dollars. That's so true. It's also important to question, is this going to last throughout the day for your hair and your makeup? Because if your hairstyle is these very loose curls, well, that's not going to last a 10 plus hour wedding day in the heat. So sometimes that the weather of your wedding, whether it's going to be humid or dry, those are both going to affect your hair and makeup for the day. Well, and that's something to keep in mind as well of you may need to pay the extra money to have your hair and makeup artist on site or come back after your ceremony or after pictures to refresh your look for your reception. Um, And that's something to keep in mind both budget-wise and timeline-wise if you are going to need that that adjust or that touch-up halfway through your day, which I have seen done. I have seen brides who say, oh, I want really loose romantic curls for my ceremony. And then after the ceremony and pictures are done, they head back into the hotel room and they do a really great updo so that they can dance throughout the night and their pictures still look great and they look put together for the rest of the the evening. So it's important to ask your hair and makeup artist what they will offer and advise in regards to touch up. For me, I give all of my brides powder and their lip color since, you know, they might be kissing someone throughout the day and that might get a little bit messy. So that's just to keep that all cleared up. But it's fantastic to have your hair and makeup artist come back, especially if you know that you're a crier. Waterproof makeup can only do so much. Uh huh. So it would be absolutely worth it. I 100% recommend, especially if you want to do like switch up the look to come back to that. I love that. And the other thing too, I mean, little side note here, especially with summer weddings or if you're in a place where it's super humid, guys, don't be afraid of a little bit of powder. (laughs) It is okay. Nobody's going to judge you. And your pictures and your video are going to turn out so much better if you're not just shiny all day long. Absolutely. It's kind of interesting you bring that up because male grooming is something that I've actually seen um, a bump in because everyone's wearing masks and everyone has masked hand lines, especially for the grooms. We are having to bronze up the skin, hide those tan lines, because no one wants mask lines on their face for weddings. Definitely not. That's one of the things I I find interesting. I remember years ago, I was talking to a bride, and they said, you know, all summer long, be very conscious of your summer activities, because if you're wearing a strapless dress and you've been spending all summer in a bathing suit, you're going to have tan lines, and your photographer is not going to like you. Because you're going to want those, you aren't going to want those in your pictures and you're going to want them edited out and it adds so much time and so much money to your budget. And so be, be mindful of the dress that you're wearing and the clothes that you are wearing leading up to, especially if you're like an end of summer kind of bride. Oh, totally. I've had brides, they 
forget and they go hiking the day before their wedding. So whether it's a tan line or a sunburn, <laughs> they are both horrible to deal with. Yes, they are. Well, and I would say a sunburn even worse because they're just painful. So you're in pain all day on your wedding. They're painful and red and dry and makeup. And that's going back to the skincare is if your skin is dry and bumpy, it's not, there's not enough makeup in the world that can fix that. Yeah, it's really true. It, and I mean, we've all seen the person that just cakes it on and you're like, oh, just let it breathe. Just let it breathe. Let's transition a little bit. Let's give you guys some real world kind of things that you can do to get the best skin possible. And I know that everybody has different engagement lengths, but there are some things that you can do, whether you're getting married in six weeks or you're getting married in six months or a year and a half, whatever that timeline looks like. There are things that you could be doing now so that you have just the best skin on your wedding day. So, and Sarah has done a fabulous job. She's created a whole program that she gives to her clients and she is so kind. She's going to share that with us on the podcast today. And I am so excited because like I said, skin is such an important part of feeling confident and feeling like your best self um, just in everyday life. I mean, aside from your wedding day, but just in everyday life, having really good skin is, is really important. What's the first thing that we can do, assuming we are getting married in a year and we want good skin? What's the first thing that we would do? So the very first thing you need to do is go see an esthetician. Take all of the guesswork out of it. You can spend hours and hours in Ulta or Sephora on Google trying to find the best makeup products, well, skincare products, and it's not going to do you anything. An esthetician is going to get in there hands-on with your skin to see what your skin type is, skin conditions, skin concerns, and they're going to be able to recommend the best products, especially to achieve your goal for perfect skin for the wedding. And so where can people, how do they find an esthetician in their area? Honestly, just looking up reviews for spas that have um, estheticians with a good portfolio for what you're looking for, whether you're trying to fix acne, then you might need to go to a dermatologist for more serious acne. Going to professional will then give you a kickstart to having that perfect skin for your wedding. Awesome. I can't say enough, like, go to the professionals. Hire the professional. They know what they're doing. And yes, you are probably going to have to spend a little bit of money. But my favorite is dermatologists are known for their love of CeraVe mm -hmm. products. And they're great, and they're not that expensive, <laughs> which makes it even better. <laughs> but I, I would agree. I think having a plan of attack is a really helpful thing. So, so we have gone and seen our esthetician, and they have told us all of they've addressed all of our skin concerns, and they've helped us develop a plan. But what else can we do? If we're not perfect at following the plan, like someone who's currently talking, what else can we do to kind of help mitigate our human error aspects of this? So a lot of it will be more of what you do in your lifestyle through drinking more water, getting more sleep. I know for some people that's like more sleep and I don't have time for it. But if you can, especially through like the high stress of planning a wedding, that's going to help um, one random thing is to change your pillowcase. If you can, every single night because you have dead skin, makeup on your pillowcase if you're not taking that off every night, and that can also be triggering some acne. I love that. I will say that I have found when I am consistent about my evening skincare routine, like I'm not always the best in the morning, but evening I tend to be a little bit better at, and I find it puts me in such a relaxed state to be able to go to bed and I actually sleep better. That little bit of just self-care of taking my makeup off and putting on a really great cream that just makes my skin feel amazing and any serums that I'm doing or anything like that. By the time I get in bed, I'm like, ah, oh, mini spa. <laughs> that is the best feeling. That's a, I mean, why not go to a spa and get a facial? 
Right. Especially when you're high stressed with all of this. But it, I love that you mentioned your morning routine because that is sometimes so hard to wake up and you have to get ready for work and eat breakfast and everything. I find that in the morning, just run water over your face because it's not like you've been sweating in the middle of the night for the most part or you're not wearing makeup. So I love just to wash my face with water and then add a very light moisturizer. Don't do, don't go crazy with your serums in the morning because that can also your masks that you're going to be wearing throughout the day, push those serums deeper into the skin and that can cause more acne. So just a light moisturizer in the morning and then you should be good for the day. I love that. Moisturizer with sunscreen, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All of the sunscreen. I I was one of those like summer babies that I just would spend all summer outside and it was fabulous. I loved it. And I was like, how dark can I get with my tan? And now I, I don't, I just, I don't have the skin for it anymore. And I've, I've actually noticed that my skin has been in better shape with, if I'm just good at the sunscreen. <laughs> It makes a huge difference. It's sometimes surprising. Yeah, yeah. And being in the habit of sunscreen is great because that'll help you, you know, avoid those sunburns that we had just previously talked about. Which are no fun. <laughs> Which are no fun. So that's great. So if we don't have a full year to get our skin under control, what are some things that we can do on maybe a little bit tighter of a time crunch that that would help us to feel comfortable in our skin? The thing that I see the most, and especially in Utah because it is so dry, is exfoliating. Exfoliating is going to take off that dead layer of skin. It's going to help us not have breakouts because the skin isn't so clogged up with dead skin. It's going to help our skin be smoother. It's, um, our skin's going to be smoother brighter exfoliating it's going to make the biggest thing and how often because I am somebody who loves a good exfoliant but I know I can go a little crazy how how often is that something we should be doing what kind of exfoliators should we be looking for in regards to our skin specifically on our faces so one of my favorite products is from Dermalogica it is their daily microfoliant so my favorite thing about this product is it is a rice enzyme. Um, it has a rice powder, which is gentle enough that it's just going to gently scrub off the dead skin. But at the same time, it has papain, which is a papaya e extract. And that is going to be a little bit of the chemical, which that's going to also help eat away that dead skin. So you're having a two-in-one product that's going to exfoliate, and um, it's a chemical and a physical all at the same time. And so it totally just depends on your skin. That's gentle enough that you can use it every single day. Where some of the more um, uh, intense chemical exfoliants like AHAs, those you want to use maybe once to twice a week. So that would just depend on your product and how often you need to exfoliate. Wonderful. The week of the wedding, what are some things that we should keep in mind so that you know we don't... I think we all have seen... Okay. I don't know that you all have seen this, but if you have not seen my big fat Greek wedding, she wakes up the morning of her wedding with a giant pimple and they spray Windex on it and it goes away. It's like an inside joke that Windex fixes everything, every ailment, every skin condition. You spray Windex on it and it will go away. Um, and, and I know people, not necessarily with Windex, but I mean... We have people that essential oils or I've heard bleach. Toothpaste. Toothpaste. I've heard all kinds of, of things to get rid of that wedding day stress bump. We won't even call it what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> the the day of stress bump that, that forms on in the middle of your forehead like four hours before your wedding. So what are some things that we can do the week of the wedding to help mitigate that or if we find ourselves waking up in the morning and happen to have some spots that are not that we're not thrilled about to kind of hide those 
our skin seriously knows. I think it has like a mind of its own. It knows like, oh, you have a special event coming up. Let's just screw over your whole day with a giant zit. That hurts, I swear. They always hurt. There's like, they're so painful. They yeah. They're to touch and they're just a giant bump. They're, our skin knows. Yeah. So what I would recommend is finding a spot treatment way before your wedding. So this is going to be like month four, three, and enough time that you know that it's going to help and not hurt your skin, not cause more breakouts. Um, whether you try that on like a period pimple or if you have a stress random pimple, try that beforehand. And then on the day of, you can um, use that that morning for the week of just making sure that you don't try anything new. About one to two weeks, stop any facials, um, don't do any crazy chemical peels. That's going to change your skin, and that's something you don't want. You want your skin to be in its routine. You can do a very calming, gentle facial, but make sure that at that point you're not going to someone new, that you know your esthetician and you know what they're doing to your face. I've had brides in the past, and they got a chemical peel like one to two days before. Oh. And so their skin was literally peeling off as I was doing makeup. Uh, and that's just, it's a stressful situation that I hope no one ever has to be in again. <laughs> right. That is just so hard. So if you're looking for any of those more intense skin treatments, microdermabrasion, chemical peels, what's the like pin rolling one? Microneedling. Microneedling. Uh, any of that kind of stuff, about how far in advance of the wedding would you suggest that somebody look into and then perform those procedures? I would start them as soon as you can because they're always going to benefit your skin whether you have an event or not. But I would stop those about a month before. Chemical peels take about four to five days for your skin to shed and be renewed and that's kind of kind of be that sweet spot for when your wedding actually does happen that you are going to have that perfect glowing skin that you that everyone wants. I love that. Fabulous. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. What are what are some things that you would suggest for the bride that says I really really want beautiful hair and makeup. I just can't find it in the budget to hire a professional hair and makeup artist. What are some suggestions for not really the DIY bride because we all do our hair and makeup every day, Um, (laughs) but somebody that's maybe going to be doing their own look on their wedding day. So I totally understand being in a budget. Weddings are so expensive. One thing to consider is, especially if you are spending money on your photographer and on your dress, those are the photos that you're going to have forever. And I hear so often that breaks my heart is I wish I would have had someone else do my hair and makeup for the wedding. Mm -hmm. So whether if you are asking your sister or a cousin, that is better than doing your own because on your, on your wedding day, you are going to be stressed as much as everyone tries and has a stress-free wedding day. You're going to be stressed and you don't want to worry. You're just going to, there's a lot of emotion on a wedding day. I like that emotion. So, (laughs) So it's not that you're necessarily stressed in the traditional sense of being stressed but like it's a big day and there's a lot of emotions there's a lot of pressure from getting up in front of people and saying your vows or just getting married there's so many nerves involved with that yeah and good good feelings and nervous feelings and all pretty much all of the feelings just be prepared for all of the feelings (laughs) so true and I don't know if you guys have ever tried this, but I can tell you that like I can't do eyeliner really well on a good day and trying to do eyeliner when my hand is shaking and is just a recipe for disaster. Yeah. And sometimes it can help just having someone else do that, whether it's even just putting on your false lashes, that can help and save even time getting ready. Um, When it comes to maybe choosing a foundation for your wedding day, I would recommend going to Sephora and getting three samples. I don't know if they're currently doing samples with COVID, but possibly. Um, Going to Sephora, getting samples of different foundations that are meant for your skin, that are going to be long-lasting. If you do love um, that glowy look, make sure you're getting a hydrating 
satin finish foundation or for my oily girls out there making sure that you're getting a matte foundation that's going to last all through the day is going to be super important and getting those samples beforehand so you can try them out on your skin if you like the foundation enough maybe purchase it or you can use the sample on your wedding day too that is a great great suggestion i would say i i have had not so much on the makeup hair Hair seems to be a touchy subject with people. (laughs) And I have had more brides who have been unhappy with their hair than just about anything else on, like, as far as their personal look goes. I did get a bride once who, she was a very minimal kind of girl, uh, very minimal makeup, pretty much just, like, mascara, maybe, maybe a lip gloss if she was feeling fancy. Beautiful girl. But on her wedding day, for whatever reason, she had it in her head that she had to wear like Hollywood glam and a red lip because that's what brides looked like. And she was just so miserable and she hated all of her pictures because she goes, it doesn't look like me. And so I I like to tell couples, brides in particular, this episode definitely caters to the brides. But I really tell brides, you know, you want to look like you just enhanced on your wedding day. So if you don't wear super bright colors on your face and you don't do like crazy eyes and stuff like that, stick to neutrals. Stick to like a really pale, pretty pink that complements your skin tone for your lips or something along those lines. There are no have-tos. If you haven't heard it before on on this podcast, There are no have-tos. I don't care if your mom says every bride wears a red lip. You do not have to wear a red lip if you don't want to. The other thing, kind of circling back um, on hair, I would say regardless of who's going to be doing your hair on your wedding day, you need to do a trial run. No ifs, ands, or buts. You have to try it out because... I had a bride when I first started, and for her bridals, she went to a professional hair artist, and her hair was stunning. It was absolutely gorgeous. It stayed, there was like an entire can of hairspray in there, so it was not moving, and it was pretty windy that on her bridal session. And fast forward to the wedding day, her soon-to-be sister-in-law was like, oh my gosh, I want to do your hair. It would be so cute and like bonding. And she had done hair for friends, for dances and all kinds of stuff. But this bride had a lot of hair. And by the time she came out of the temple to do pictures, I think we had gotten maybe 20 minutes into pictures. And I was taking bobby pins out of my hair to put into her hair. I did not have lice. It was was good. Like, I checked and checked with her but I was taking bobby pins out of my hair to put into her hair so that it would look decent for pictures and it was something that we constantly had to worry about and look at and think about for the rest of their session on their wedding day and her hair just fell out (laughs) like not enough bobby pins not enough hairspray used to not very much hair and so I mean definitely you need to trial run and I even like to say and this is going to sound so silly to everybody but like do a trial run and then run around the block jump on a trampoline um shake your head shake your head do jumping jacks do some some movement have a dance party Because if you think about your wedding day, you're going to be hugging people and walking and dancing and you're not a Barbie. As much as we all like to pretend that we look like Barbie on our wedding days um, or a princess, your choice, you're not a Barbie. And so you're going to move. There's going to be movement. There's going to be things that happen. And, you know, also try with your hairpiece. That's the other thing that that I hear all the time um, because you may really love that hair piece, but it won't work with the hairstyle that you are looking for. So 
um, when it comes to trying, uh, I always recommend bringing your either your veil or your hairpiece to your trial run, especially cathedral length veils. Amen. Amen. Because for those veils, they are so heavy, especially when they're so long, and they have to have something to hold on to. So keep that in mind, whether it's a half up, half down, or an updo, there has to be something for it to hold on to. Definitely. And, and that's the other thing. The other thing to probably have a conversation with your hair and makeup artist about is whether you'll be keeping your veil in for the entire day or if it will be coming out following traditionally, following pictures or the ceremony for the reception. A lot of my brides will take their veil out just because all of those hugs, which I know is not COVID appropriate, but people still hug. Um, all of those hugs and everybody's just pulling on that veil and it gets really tiring really fast. It's true. And as much as it's important to save money around the wedding, just making sure that you have a professional hair and makeup artist who is experienced with weddings. There is a huge difference between someone who's a cosmetologist and dyes hair in a salon compared to someone who is actively in weddings Styling hair understands the stress and what goes into creating that wedding day perfect look. Exactly. Well, and I know that we've talked before about how on, like if you're doing makeup for the bride, um, it's a little bit different, a little bit higher stress than if you're doing makeup for the mother of the bride or the mother of the groom or a bridesmaid. You know, if the bride's makeup is so closely documented I mean there's really close-ups on her face eyes hair hair pieces veils like it's all very very well documented where the bridesmaids makeup may not be as documented or definitely not documented to the scrutiny that a bride's makeup is that's why it's so simple just book enough time because I, on average, will book around two hours for a bride for hair and makeup. And that might take less, but I would never want it to take more. Because every single detail from that wing to the perfect lip color has to be perfect for every single photo. Where, like you mentioned, the, mo- the mother of the bride, she wants to look good in photos, but it doesn't matter if her liner's a little smudged. Of course, we don't want that, but <laughs> it's okay if it is. No, it, there's no magnifying glass on the mothers or the bridesmaids. Um, and there's a little bit of forgiveness there. I, I love that you mentioned uh, timing on it because I can't tell you how many times we've been running late because the makeup artist is like, oh, well, I just didn't realize how long it was going to take to do this. And so what's kind of a good range of what... I mean, you said you book about two hours. Mm-hmm. Is that just just for the bride? So if you're doing multiple looks, you're having to do even longer for each look. Kind of walk us through what that looks like. So for a trial run, I tell my brides three to four hours because I've had clients where I'm doing up to seven different hairstyles trying to find that perfect look, which is why, like we said, always do a trial run because you might think you want an updo, and then you see an updo and you're like, whoa, I actually really don't. Uh-huh. So do that trial run. And that's going to actually kind of help um, the professional or myself to figure out the timing for your wedding day. Especially if we lock in a look. Okay, I know that doing this updo takes me 45 minutes. I'm still going to book that extra time. Mm-hmm. Because whether you need to go brush your teeth or someone needs you for something, you will always be pulled away from the hair and makeup artist as much as I try and schedule that two hours. Yep. Things happen, and that's okay. That's just that's just a wedding day, but it's important to schedule in that extra time, even if you know the look. I, I love that. Well, and I always recommend for clients as well in scheduling their time. I, I get a lot of couples who want to just be like, and we go from this event to this event to this event to this event, just back, 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 back. And, and I really like to tell them, you know, I would rather you had 15 or 20 minutes where nobody was asking anything of you and you guys could just sit there and breathe and do whatever you wanted to do, whether that was you needed to use the restroom, get a drink, eat some food, 
you know, whatever that looks like. But I would rather you guys have time rather than us being stressed because we needed the extra time and we didn't have it. I, I had one couple talking about time who we went through their timeline. I told them how long pictures would take. I told them where we would put pictures in the timeline. They never scheduled pictures. So they scheduled their dinner to f- immediately follow the ceremony. Like they walked out of the ceremony into the dinner room. And I went, we can't do that. And and it caused some problems because I had to work with the other vendors on the team that day to go, hey guys, I need like 30, 45 minutes here and we got to make it fit. <laughs> so like I will go as fast as I can, but I I. I don't know what else to do other than steal time from something else. And it just kind of made the whole event feel rushed, at least for me. I don't know if my client felt that way, but at least for me. And then I always felt like I was behind. So I love the idea of having more time. And especially if you're going to get touch-up stuff like powder, lipstick, you know, your eyes, unless you have just been blubbering through the whole morning, which that would be me. I totally have done that. Um, unless you're doing that, your eye makeup's going to be fine if it's on. If you hired a professional and they know what they're doing, your eye makeup will last even if you have 30 minutes or an hour before you have to get in your dress. And then you can like have a mimosa or a mocktail and hang out with your girls and talk about all of the fun things and listen to boy bands or whatever your choice of music is and take that time to breathe and de-stress. I love, it's so important to schedule that extra time. Schedule time for eating breakfast. Uh, you have no idea how many brides that's in my chair. I'm like, have you eaten today? And it's around one or two and they look at me and they're like, no. <laughs> like, okay, I'm going to be your mom for a minute and we need to get you some food right now. Definitely. So whether it's eating Always schedule time that you are done, I'd say, at least 30 minutes or 45 minutes before you need to be in your dress, done with hair and makeup, because, okay, spandex, let's just talk about that for a minute. That's not easy to get on. No, it's not. Those buttons on dresses, they're beautiful, they're stunning, but those are also a beast to do up, so. Side note, that has nothing to do with uh, this topic, but a crochet hook works wonders for, um, if if you're putting together a, a bridal emergency kit crochet hook especially if you have those buttons it takes so much time so crochet hook that might save you some time so you have extra time for photos (laughs) that's right (laughs) and the wedding day does it goes so fast and so I mean our goal is always to help you guys feel as beautiful and confident and handsome as you possibly can on your wedding day because it really does show in pictures and video and it affects the memories that you have. I I know people that we talk to. I have one friend that got married. Gosh, she's been married almost 10 years now and she still talks about how she didn't feel confident in her dress. It wasn't the dress that she loved and so she doesn't and that's what she remembers from her wedding day. I would hate for any of you guys to look back on your wedding day and go, I hated my hair. It was, that's another thing I think we didn't talk about is thinking about the weather. Because if if you're looking at it and you know you're getting married outside in the canyon at five o'clock about sunset, it gets windy. And if you want these beautiful, loose, wavy curls, oh man, it's going to just Get in your lip gloss all night long. The lipstick. That's the worst. It is the worst. And so I think think talking through some of those things, and it's not necessarily that you can't come up with those on your own, but just having a professional to be a sounding board and say, hey, this is what I was thinking. And they being familiar with your venue and the area in which you're getting married and saying, hey, this is something to consider 
is very helpful. If it's, hey, you know, we can't do it all down, but we can do a half up instead of a full updo or having it all the way down. Having those conversations with your makeup and hair artists will be vastly beneficial because there are things that you guys planning a wedding, if you do it right, you only do it once, that you just don't know. You just have no clue. There is sadly no class in college of how to plan a wedding, and everyone expects you to know how to plan a wedding, which is why hiring professionals that you have looked into their portfolio and their reviews is so important because my job is for you to love your hair and makeup. And I mean, I want you to not cry when you look in the mirror because that's not... That would ruin the, the yes. all the hard work. <laughs> but I want you to truly love it. So I hear stories where people are like, oh... After the hair and makeup artist left, I changed something or I had to completely take off my makeup look because I hated it. Obviously, I don't know how professional those hair and makeup artists were, but in the end, tell them what you want because this day is about you and it doesn't matter what anyone else wanted like you talked about with your mom. It's not about the red lipstick. It's truly about what you want. It's about feeling special. Um, I say my specialty is natural glam when it comes to makeup of you want to feel glamorous, but not like a different person. You don't want your fiancé to be like, oh, who's that coming down the aisle? Because that's not who I propose to. Right? I love the idea of natural glam. I think that's just so classy and pretty and definitely speaks to my vibe. But I think that's a great suggestion for, for people. If you are Googling a makeup artist, look at their website Look at their reviews and look for those words that describe how you want to feel on your wedding day. So if you want to feel natural, if you want to feel glamorous, if you want to feel Hollywood, if you want to feel bold or whatever those words are, look for those words on their websites. And the right makeup artist will have those words there, either in reviews of clients saying, oh my gosh, they made me feel so light and airy and beautiful or I felt like a vixen or whatever that looks like it'll either be in reviews or it will be in their about me sections or the about my services or whatever that looks like social media if they're doing their job right um marketing wise (laughs) those words will be there and you'll be able to to see that um, one quick story of how it's the wedding day is about you. Um, I had the sweetest bride, loved her to death. Um, her whole wedding was really about family. And she brought to me a photo of her great grandma, just a portrait of her. I said, I want her lip color. And so I matched her lip color to this like, old photo of her great grandma. And that was her lip color for the day. So I love when brides make it about you. It's not about what anyone else wants. It's about you and what you want to have and remember about your day. Oh my gosh, I love that. Like that literally gave me chills. That is so sweet. And we have talked so much on this podcast with all of our guests about making this unique to you, making this day unique to you and making it about the things that are important to you. And I think that's a fabulous example of even something as simple as your hair and makeup, which in my experience is kind of one of the last things on the totem pole, people are like, oh yeah, I should probably hire somebody to do that. Um, <laughs> they, don't, they don't think about it that often um, until kind of the end. But I really, I love that of something as simple as your lip color could be a testament to your, your great grandmother or, um, you know, whatever whatever thing you love and is part of of your story and you guys as a couple and so thank you so much for sharing that I actually think that's a great note to end on (laughs) like that was just so perfect to end on that so lastly before we let you go how can people follow you how can they get in touch with you if they have questions or want to know anything further about skincare and and wedding hair and makeup so my brand name is sarah hicken artistry and more than anything i just want to be everyone's friend so if you are in sephora and you're like hey girl have you heard of this product 
message me on Instagram. I'm all about just helping everyone, whether you are looking for ideas for your hair and makeup for your wedding. I'd love to chat, share Pinterest boards, and just help create that vision because in the end, hair and makeup, it's all about being fun. And it's something that we can be creative in and just love. And so let's talk about that. You can find me on Instagram and my website, just um, Sarah Hicken Artistry. That's amazing. And I will definitely link that on our blog in the show notes so that everybody can find you super easily. And if you happen to follow her because you've listened to this, let her know. Um, we would love to to let her know that you guys are listening and and you like what we are doing here. So we really appreciate that. Sarah, thank you so, so, so much for being here. I really appreciate you sharing with us the tips and helping us to have the best skin. And really, I know that this is wedding related, but or wedding related podcast, but really the stuff that you shared with us is good for all of our skin at any time in our lives. It's true. No matter what, honestly, just simply take care of your skin from taking off your makeup to cleanse and moisturize. That's all it takes and it's worth it in the end. Wonderful. Thank you so much. And hopefully we can have you on again soon. I would love that. Thank you so much. All right. And we will see you guys on our next episode. Have a good day. Subscribe to Why Weddings, Traditions, Trends, and Tips for the Modern Couple on Stitcher Radio, Google and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're currently listening so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Share your wedding and engagement stories with us at morgan at yweddings.com for a chance to be a contributor on Why Weddings. This episode brought to you by Powell Weddings and Events. We treat you like family. Music provided by Tyler Olson with Musecape Studios.